Makita, Milwaukee, or Ryobi? What's in your powerlifting toolbox? This is Chalk My Back. Yep, this is it now. Hey, this is new. Hey, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't kill ourselves from last week. We're back. Yeah, we still like each other. We still like each other. Well, Anas only likes it because the reviews were overwhelming, overwhelmingly in his favor. Oh, let's go over the reviews then. What were the reviews? Yes, what did so, the power what did the USAPL boys say about Anas? So, okay. So everyone unanimously agreed that that was an accurate representation. The the meme that we posted on our page. What was an accurate representation? Please please explain it, Josh, for the people at home who don't follow right. us on Instagram at Chuck So we got it's the meme. Everyone loves it when you explain a meme. Go ahead. <laughs> With the two girls fighting and the, the guy in the background smoking. And the girl swinging is Abe. It's Abe. I did my research. IPF water testing. And the mm-hmm. girl dodging it. It says Anas using reasoning to support the USAPL. And the guy smoking in the background is me in the background of the CMB <laughs> podcast watching you two <laughs> go at each other. See, I was, I was more mad at at josh was just for just sitting in the background he's like he's like yeah man yeah like he, he would agree with everything we both say like we would say like Why? the exact nah. opposite yeah. we would say the exact <laughs> opposite yeah. He's like, yeah i agree with both i'm like you can't like they're the exact opposite like you have to agree with he, was one. To, he was trying to be the moderator he was the third party yeah. i don't know i don't know I, we both know that josh he has more knowledge about the testing world than both of us i think he follows Wada more religiously in regards to the Olympics. So how do you, how do you I think know? He was just he was he was just watching two children fight. He knew he knows what's going on. Oh no, it was it was exciting. Josh, do you follow Wada on Instagram? Yeah. Do I follow Wada? Oh man, I don't follow Wada. Yeah, but no. Salma and I have watched so many documentaries. Like they're they're out on Netflix and stuff. Which ones have you oh, watched? Yeah. Um, watched what's, what's what is it called the the Russian one? Icarus. The, yeah, the running guy. One. Yeah. Yeah. So that one kind of touched on it. There's this one called um, Lord of the Lifters, and it's like a German documentary. And that one's pretty good. It's pretty recent. But they they pretty much cover like the whole can of worms that had to do with the the Olympics and the IWF and yeah. all that stuff. But we're not going to talk about that today. We're not going to talk about the fact that the USAPL is going to have the Nationals 2022 in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh no, we're not going to talk God. about that. USAP, can, I mean, USPA, <laughs> USPA Worlds? Look at this. IPL Worlds? Sorry. Look at this we're guy. definitely not going to talk about the testing, though. No, no, no. <laughs> no we're definitely going to. We're not going to talk about that. I'm too tired for this. Anas just had half a torta, so he may not make it throughout the whole podcast. So we can't get into the into the testing. But Anas, you know, hey, you got... You had you had the compelling argument. People uh, agree with right. you, so you, right. you did a better job. Now you're right, dog. Now you're right. Now you're right. <laughs> you did a good job. You did a you did a better job explaining yourself. Like I mean, no, I didn't actually. I was kind of mad at myself. Like I was like trying to lay down, <laughs> get all sleep. I was like, damn, I should have said that. Like, oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't make sense. I was like, I was, Man, I was I getting kind of, I was getting kind of. Yeah, mad. I said everything I wanted to say. I was, I was listening to it. Over I was again. mad at myself more. Like I wasn't mad at you anymore. <laughs> mad at myself. I was listening and I was like, "Man, I hope I say this." Like I was, oh, I hope I say, I hope I say that. And then like, I, I, I was pushing myself throughout it. You know what's funny though? <laughs> um, it was actually really interesting that we. So I mentioned this before, but it's really good if you're trying to practice your public speaking to listen to yourself and record yourself and listen so that you can pick up on things that you don't know that you do. So, mm-hmm. like, I've never actually recorded myself in an argument. So, I would consider oh, yeah. what we had an argument. But I thought it was pretty helpful for the future for me to know how to how to conduct myself in an argument. So, um, how to have a debate you. over a podcast? Yeah, exactly, a debate's a better better term for it. Maybe argument is. Yeah. Uh, I, I did listen I, to an myself. argument is for 
people who are for or who are dating and and, and Austin and I are not dating. dating. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, like I would like that. Like that would be in my dream. Uh, no. Ew. Stop. No. Shut up. <laughs> oh. I forgot what I was gonna say. No, oh, I yeah. I'm gonna oh, say yeah. I, I yeah, recorded go, go, go. myself. I recorded myself. I mean, I listened to myself uh, after we did that little presentation for the for the deadlift seminar thing. I uh-huh. was like, with, like I with need- the Arquette, right? For people who don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for that. Go follow them. Go follow them on Instagram. Yeah, you should. But yeah, after after watching it, I was like, oof. Like, I, th- I thought I did well. Like, when I was, like, in the moment, like, it sounded like I was doing really well. Then, like, re-watching it, I was like, oof. Like, this hurts to watch. Like, I don't want to watch it anymore. <laughs> hey, man. That's how you get better, honestly. I think that's yeah. one of the benefits of, uh, of this podcast and just being able to improve upon our communication skills so again the the listeners agreed with you and us and um it is it is what it is so i'll i'll, I'll say i'll concede with you there and we both are better <laughs> off because of it and josh yeah um i honestly was like man uh josh is really trying to make sure that this podcast continues because he was <laughs> oh man <laughs> you, you were just like hey abe and us both of you are right it's all right just come on <laughs> okay. I, feel. The, yeah. I mean yeah sorry <laughs> i can't tell them I, apart anymore i will say though that we were pretty like spot on the money like after i saw the ipf statement i feel yeah, like we were exactly. on the right track like without that piece with mm-hmm. just us being like detectives and pseudo politicians i feel like we yeah. were almost there like we almost had the right conclusion we're just missing a couple details here and there but yeah you know we, yeah. we ended up in the with the same same conclusion yeah, man. Hey, to yeah. be continued on this topic, by the way. Yeah. You know, we'll get back to it. No, I mean, whenever whenever yeah. things come out about it, I mean, oh, we'll touch yeah, on yeah. it as as yeah. things come back. You know, as because it seems like this is a a saga. You, you know, we don't want to we don't want to just. I'll, I'll be in the background talk about smoking. it every week. <laughs> You'll be the one in the background <laughs> this time. Yeah, and I'll save that. Save the other half of that torta that you're eating for the for the next IPF. USAPL news. <laughs> Next time. It might yeah. come out yeah. soon, actually. <laughs> put, put it behind yeah. like a piece of glass and then put a little hammer next to it, like, like in case of compliant. IPF. Yeah, non water break glass. <laughs> but they, you, you saw some lifters actually uh, got into uh, the roster. Like they, they went through the, the USA Virgin Islands. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, oh like, yeah, uh, like Kimberly yeah. Walker did. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw yeah. that. Yeah. Now there's like, I don't know how many people got in, but there is a like there's a full team that that got in. <laughs> U.S. Virgin Islands gonna be stacked <laughs> this year. Yeah, no, like they, they actually have a stacked team. Now everyone's yeah, from there all of a sudden. Yeah, well, yeah I don't know if everyone has like compete. everyone's nationalized. <laughs> well, I don't know. Well, I don't know if if they can compete because in Sweden, yeah. um, like their COVID law. I don't know. Like they're they have some restrictions, like for people traveling, mm-hmm. yeah. and I think like they might have to quarantine or something or. I don't. I don't know. Like it's still up in the air if they can if they can compete or not. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll figure out and then report yeah, back whenever that happens. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, the saga continues, Doug. Man, you think you okay. think people like twenty, thirty years from now are gonna look back at this and be like, <laughs> "Man, powerlifting was clown world. <laughs> what are y'all doing?" <laughs> oh God. Like you know uh... how they look back at like Ed Cole and they're like, "Oh yeah, that guy ruled." They're gonna look back at this and be like, "What are y'all doing?" <laughs> they're gonna be like, "What, what were y'all arguing about?" Yeah. Piss. Piss. Yeah. You guys are arguing about piss, huh? Okay. <laughs> this is my this is my prediction for the future. Twenty thirty years from now, is that like, is that PEDs are just gonna become so like encouraged? Because you know, right now they're kind of like a taboo, but I think that inevitably the culture is going to embrace PEDs so that they're going to look back at times like this and be like, like, what were they so scared of? PEDs are awesome. <laughs> like, that's, that's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. I think that's a fair yeah. point. Mm-hmm. You're going to look back at it and be like, we put that in our pre dude. That's no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? SARMs? Yeah. We like, put that what? In. Meth? <laughs> what are you? 14? All right. All right. Um, let's 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 transition to uh, the tools, the tool belt. Josh, do you want to introduce oh. the, uh, the topic of the week? Yeah. So the topic of the week are um, you know tools that any powerlifter of any level can kind of keep within their tool belt to help improve their performance. So 
tools being they can be physical tools such as cues, such as equipment, such as um, environment. People. Or they can be, yeah, not physical yeah. tools. <laughs> yeah. Stuff yeah. such as uh, mentality, uh, such as subjective, you know, things that you feel. Yeah. And things of that nature. So, okay. Yeah. Maybe we can start with what we keep in our tool belt. Or maybe, yeah, we can start with, start with what we keep in our tool belt. And then um, we what's can. A, what's we can, a tool belt? A tool belt is what you keep around your waist. Are we going with tool belt or toolbox? Oh, a tool belt. I've never seen. Oh, you never one. Yeah. Never like the construction people. <laughs> I show you my tool oh, belt, Nas. Oh, okay. We're not dating or anything. No, we're not dating. I'm not like that, by the way. Not that's okay if you are, but okay. not me. <laughs> I ate, I ate oatmeal yeah. with sugar-free chocolate chips. Y'all's relationship Oof. is super complicated. Yeah, there's so much sexual tension in the room. So many layers. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now, that too. now I get the the Salman and Ruth uh, podcast, like talking about how they enjoy arguing. Yeah, like, you yeah, like it, right? Now, it's now, now it all makes sense. In retrospect, yeah. you understand now, right? Now you kind of yeah. see how Abe looks at things and kind of how I process things. Yeah, yeah man. So, we, that's how it is dating me and us so just heads up in case you ever not, I mean, you're not, right. stop you're right. dude nah. <laughs> so back let's go back to the we can call it a tool belt or a toolbox I'm gonna let's okay. just stick for toolbox for continuity's sake because I mentioned it in the intro but yeah yeah um I, I have a I guess this technically counts as a physical uh tool in my toolbox but um I have like playlist that I keep in case I have to turn it on or turn it off in terms of my intensity you know sometimes sometimes you're going for a heavy lift me i'm speaking from my perspective i need a certain setting and that's not always necessarily the type of music that you think like some songs that i can think of that i've been listening to lately have been nice. like masego <laughs> lavish lullaby <laughs> um <laughs> yeah anas knows frank ocean nights is kind of like the a, la- a classic the last, one yeah the last verse yeah, the beat switch yes. after the beat switch, yeah. uh, or like free nationals too. So like uh, what I've so what I have gotten in what I've gotten into recently has been um, really just hot like orchest- orchestral instrumentals. So like really live instruments. So like s- percussion, strings, uh, electronic. Um, that's that's something that I keep. And then there's like certain songs for si- certain situations. Um, does it change or does it stay the same? Nah, it it, it, it changes to... depending on the setting. Because like when I was at my meet in 2019, uh, Nights was definitely on repeat. But also, um, there's a rap group by the name of Atmosphere that I listened to. That there were some songs um, from a mixtape that they had called Leak at, Leak at Will that I would listen to. And but like I don't listen to that necessarily in training. So like it changes. So like depending on meet or training, yeah. but do you listen to the same songs like for years, or do you kind of? Because like for me, like I would listen to a song for like a month or two, yeah. And like I'm like then I'm tired of it. Like it doesn't doesn't have an effect anymore. Oh really? Like it, so is yeah. music not something you keep in your toolbox? No, 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 no. I use music, but like I don't use the same songs because like after a while, like they don't have the same effect. Yeah. yeah. No, I use the same songs. This because I I don't I listen to them in certain settings. I try not to listen to them outside of training. It's kind of weird to mention. I know, it's, but like no, no, it's, it's not because that's what I do too. Because like I know like this song is for training. Like I don't yeah. listen to it on the like on the way to the gym or anything. I don't listen to it outside. <laughs> oh, that's good. Like, cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's gonna ruin the, this, the mood. Waste it will. Yeah. yeah, it ruins it. It's kind of like a bottle of ammonia, which is another tool. I don't keep that in my toolbox. But I used to. Well, you, I was gonna say you still. I used to. Those, I, I outgrew yeah. it. I outgrew it, man. You I did. Like... The, I was the opposite. Like I wasn't. I never used ammonia. Like now, I use it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I don't use it in training. If I ever use ammonia, it's only on meat day. But it's like whenever I used to have a fresh bottle of ammonia, um, I would never oh, want to open it in training. Yeah, but I would never open it in training. It's kind of like the music. Like I don't want to listen to the song outside of training or outside of a meet. And I don't want to sniff this bottle of ammonia. I'm gonna keep it sealed until uh, until meet day or something. So, yeah, that's what I keep in my toolbox. In so terms those of those are like things that you use to kind of like gauge your arousal or your your um, I guess your level of hypeness. 
depending yeah, on the I, day. I would say that the main the main purpose is mentality for me because I know some people can train in silence and some people don't really worry about the music that's on around them, but I I like to get in a certain mood when I'm uh when I'm training. And plus I just like music in general, so I like to be able to um to have like really lively music playing in the background. Yeah, and okay. especially on days when it's tough to get into that mindset, uh and the and the pre the pre workout just ain't kicking, the music sometimes helps as an added layer of hypeness. Nice. That's cool. What do you what tools do you use to kind of help regulate um training and programming day to day? You tell me, Doc. Well, let's see. I like to try to keep a log of some sort of like how the overall session went. So I'll kind of take notes um here and there. That kind of helps me to keep tabs. Mm-hmm. So that's I guess a tool that I like to utilize. So that mm-hmm. I can kind of, at the end of the week, can kind of pinpoint what I need to focus on for next week. Um, I so also, wait, is that written or is it like on your phone? Yeah, it's written like in like a section of my Excel sheet. Uh, so it's a, but in. it's an Excel sheet. It's not on your phone. It's not like you don't have like a journal like that you keep. No, no. You have like a, you have a, like a training lug in your phone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, if something felt weird or something felt good or I noticed that if I did something right and, like, I want to keep remembering it, mm-hmm. kind of put that on my sheet so that I can kind of keep a, keep a mental note for next week. That can kinda... What do you think is the importance of these tools? Like, the, your training log, for example. What do, you, what do you think is the value of having uh, certain tools? And do they all have the same purpose? The value comes from uh, learning, I guess, what you respond to. Because, I mean, a template can help you progress. But ultimately, when you do want to make more gains as you get further along in the sport, you're kind of going to have to take the reins of your training or you're going to have to pass that responsibility to someone more Mm -hmm. knowledgeable. So I feel like if you are that kind of person who wants to take control of their own training uh, to have progress, you're going to have to know what works for you. Mm-hmm. So the value of the tool of um, and the self-reflection and um, learning from what you're doing, I feel like is you know it's a valuable tool to use. Definitely, if you're being coached or not, that could be technically seen as both a physical tool, like the Excel spreadsheet obviously is physical, you can touch it, but mm-hmm. I think the value added is uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a certain intangible benefit that comes from tracking your progress and being able to, um, it, it's almost as if the, the, the act of recording your, your sets and your workout keeps you accountable in and of itself so like the the tangible spreadsheet plus the intangible mentality of like okay this is my routine that i've established that includes me writing everything down in my training log yeah and you know the the training log should kind of help you um plan as well so i think that's kind of another tool that can be utilized to help benefit you if you can like if you can plan out like a daily week of training that should translate into planning out like a daily block and then mm-hmm. a block could translate into you know getting in a competition prep so so what do you what do you think of coaches who send their like their programming or training through email i think that's through a tool yeah like you keep a log. Oh, yeah, sorry, no. that's what were you saying? Like, would that would that count as like a training log? For sure. Like using your sheets, for example. I mean, depending Email? on how far. Yeah, like depending on how far back you want to look. Like with your spreadsheets that you send. Did do you mean you like coaches just like certain amount of typing out like, oh, this is what you're gonna do? Like, is that what you're? Yeah, like send, s- sending out like like their workouts through like text or email. 
Oh, not a not a spreadsheet. Yeah, not a spreadsheet. No, That's no, what no, it no. Was. I'm not talking about the spreadsheet. I'm talking about like oh, sending no, them. No. Yeah, like, like the verb as like, an email. Yeah, yeah like yeah. the whole training thing as an email. Yeah. I've, not, yeah. I've never had experience with that. What do you think about that? I've, I've seen I've seen actually uh, like a few that do that. How does that work though? Is it on a daily basis or like a weekly basis? Um, like hey, this some, is your workout for today, kind of thing. I've, I've I've seen some who would send like their like their lifters workout like daily through text. Like, hey, yeah, you're oh. doing like three sets of five on squats at this and like send it through message or something. Uh-huh. And like I've seen somewhere it would, they would send their like the training through like an email. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is your week of training. And I like, guess all it's- written. I think that just depends on the lifter, honestly, like if they prefer that mm-hmm. type of coaching and communication and it doesn't hinder their training, then that's a great tool. But mm-hmm. I mean, if it's not thorough and there's a lot of vagueness that could okay. you know be misinterpreted, yeah. I would my, see that my, as like a bad thing. I think it's an awful that, tool. I know you were gonna say that enough. I was <laughs> no, saying no, that. I, well, it's because no, no, he's <laughs> saying like refer back to it on your messages. You can still refer back to it. It's just not as easy as it is on a spreadsheet. Oh, I mean, no, with messages like they will get like they'll get lost like within like a day. Yeah. Like can okay, you? Well, <laughs> yeah. well, not maybe not a like day, you, but like a few weeks. Okay, I mean, like if you're text, if you're texting, if you're texting your coach and talking to him and sending them your lifts. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah, like that, that will, that will get lost, like within, like yeah. yeah, within a week, like that, that those workouts will get lost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, like that is, that is one a bad of the tool, biggest tools. If you do it, if you do it day by day, I guess for us, yeah, it's a bad but, tool. But yeah, I, th- I think like one of the biggest tools, like like Josh said, like tr- keeping a training log, and like for like that's why that's why I'm I was talking about the the emails mm-hmm. and like sending workouts through through text because like that's like that's the exact opposite. Like you're not keeping track of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe like that would be a red flag. Like if you see your coach sending you your training through text, like they're probably not keeping up with the, what you're doing. Like they're just like just giving you workouts like, and hoping for the best. Day yeah. by day kind of thing. Yeah. 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 What about you, Anas? What's a, what's a tool uh, that you keep in your toolbox at all time that that maybe another powerlifter could benefit from as well? Mm, tool. Like Probably the one, the one tortoise, one. right? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Those after training. Though, like, you don't wanna... <laughs> right, yeah. What else besides the tortoise? <laughs> no, before training. Because like that, that was just that was the one in like in my mind, like the the training log. Now, like now, I have to think about another one. Mm-hmm. Well, I have I have another tool, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's a physical tool that I keep, and, and I think that it, like a lot of powerlifters can can underestimate it, but like keeping a a screwdriver, and I'm dead serious because you never that, depending yeah. on what belt you have, like if you that have a lever belt, belt yeah, yeah, or a prong belt, not just for you, but if you keep a screwdriver in your belt, I mean in your bag, excuse me, um, you could probably make somebody's day in the gym that you go to uh or if if collars ever get caught on your on your uh on the rack that you're using or even if the rack that you're using it gets out of whack a lot of a lot of the equipment that we use as powerlifters sometimes uh can use a screwdriver to just like jimmy it free um so i mean honestly keeping keeping a a screwdriver can help too little pocket size one so another another one i think that can be really valuable is having a network, like having uh, people, friends, coach, yeah, people who can like help you with your training, people who you, who you can talk to and refer to, um, just to to kind of like if you have any questions about your, um, like you know, like how you have some people like they're more knowledgeable with, um, like rehab stuff, like you have like Josh, like mm-hmm. he's in Cairo school, yeah, so like you probably refer to Josh when whenever it comes to like if you if you're dealing with some injuries, like you have this person like, and if you have someone who's um, like, who's been coaching, like who's in more like the, um, like the programming aspect, like you can talk to someone like that. Or if you have someone yeah. like more technical and like you, who focuses on more, focus on movement, um, mm-hmm. like the more people, you know, like you can, you can, I think you can get, to where you where you headed faster because yeah. you have you have people to refer to like who have gone through all this trial and error that you don't have to go through. 
Yeah, keeping a network is just important in general. I, I always like to surround team, myself yeah. with smart with people who are smarter than me, um, because then I can just like you said, and use them as a rolodex if I ever have any questions. And through that, you end up learning yourself. So it's a win win situation. Yeah, and learning, especially in the sport of powerlifting, is an invaluable tool to have. Like, there's not going to be one lifter that knows everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, also keep your own chalk on you. Always keep some keep keep your own chalk <laughs> just in case. That's chalk. a good tool. Yeah, honestly, I mean, yeah. we're talking about like learning and networking and stuff. That's that's awesome, but it's just a really simple tool yeah, chalk that is every powerlifter needs. Tool as well. Yeah, keep chalk, spider chalk. Um, or like if depending if you go to a gym that allows you to use chalk, keep powdered like block chalk, but also keep like liquid chalk on you just in case you ever go to like a you know, a globo gym, commercial gym that you need to kind of like sneak some chalk uh, in between sets. So something that's really small to put in your pool. Shelf liner. Shelf liner? You talk about that because I've never never had to use shelf liner. So you you, you you explain what that is. You should talk about that one. Well, if if you go to like a commercial gym or any gym that have, like if if their benches are old or like they're super slippery, (laughs) like if you use a shelf liner, like you're, you won't slip like this is this is probably like the biggest like one thing i keep on me all the time like if i go to a new gym mm-hmm. or somewhere I like i don't like i haven't been you like i don't know if they're ben- yeah i don't know if their benches are old new um like they're sticky they're i don't know like i have no idea like i always keep keep it on me just in case keep that thing on you yeah because like you'll be surprised like you would go from like just like slipping and sliding like once you put it on like it just like it feels like you're like it's a new pad, like you're sticking to the bench better. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Anas. Do you always? I've seen this. So that that that's something that's relatively recent, at least in my, in my knowledge. Um, but what about like carpet? I've seen like younger kids uh, using bringing their own carpet. Yeah, bringing their own carpet to the gym. Is that something that you keep on you, or Josh? Is that something that you keep on you? Uh, I I was doing that. But then I was just like, you know what? I'll just get some better shoes. Oh, it yeah, just... that's definitely not gonna ca- carry carpet with me. Like, I'm why gonna, not? Okay, I'm not gonna, well, I... <laughs> I'm <not> gonna... <laughs> it's because okay. also like the way like the way you set up the carpet, like it might make it worse because like the carpet, like if it's if it's not set up correctly, like the carpet will start slipping. Yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. have to kind of anchor that carpet. For those um, who don't know, people yeah. people will sometimes use carpet uh, under their bench. So that their feet don't slip while they're setting up on bench. So that's that's something that I've seen recently that some people will, will incorporate. I don't keep it in my bag, and I don't think yeah. any of us keep it under toolbox as well. What 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 I keep though that's kind of that will kind of serve the same purpose um, is like a sticky spray, like where you would like I would spray it on my shoes and like they would make them make them sticky. Kind of like remember really? that one one meat like the what is it called the uh, mean green. Like in 2018, no, I remember. Yeah. Oh, I'll never yeah. forget. Yeah, I'll never forget that when you when you were just like, I need the, I needed floor to be like as sticky as possible. You were finding like uh, honey, powder, Gatorade, and yeah, I was looking for a, like apple juice, like apple juice, like <laughs> yeah. make it kind of sticky. But no one had any apple juice, and someone was like, "Hey, I have honey." I was like, I'm, like gonna make a, I'm gonna honey, make a baby. mess. I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make, make a mess, mess on the platform. <laughs> Y'all are gonna have ants by the time I'm done with this platform. <laughs> but right. you're not gonna slip. I, gonna I did slip not up. slip at all. Like my bench, like I think like that's the best my bench ever felt. Yeah. Like and on I was still stuck on that bench to this day. Yeah. Like I was I was trying to walk out, like my shoes got got stuck on the platform. Uh-huh. Oh, but, speaking of meat day, um, what I, so anytime and you'll see me you'll see me more recently now carrying a fanny pack on me but anytime i go to a meet a powerlifting meet i always even if i'm not competing even if i'm not coaching anybody but even if i'm just there to spectate always keep yeah, okay well and I was, i'll let you talk about that one but i always keep um baby powder always keep baby powder on me uh, and i always carry a thin um resistance band because like you can do most of your warm-ups if you're in a pinch and with a resistance band. And uh, for those who are in the know, baby powder, deadlifts, game changer. Like, you'll be surprised. Maybe y'all wouldn't be. But, like, I was shocked how few people remember to bring baby powder and will be like, yo, can I borrow your baby powder? Yo, can I borrow your baby powder? And that's fine. That's why I bring it for the people who forget. But also, 
Um, cause it's something that is, I mean, it's just almost essential for a good, for a good meat day. You're all, you're rounding out with deadlifts, you're sweaty, you're clammy and you need this, you need this baby powder. So that, that's a, that's a mandatory tool. I keep that at all times. Anytime I go to any sort of powerlifting meet. But enough. Yeah, I want you to talk about thing, that clipboard, Doug. Uh, clipboard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> clipboard is an essential. It helped. Coaching it, I learned it from you, and us. That's what I want you to talk about. Well, the clipboard is more is more for you to look professional more than anything. Remember when when we were at, at the Europa? Like <laughs> yeah, I, had, people, I had my clipboard, and like I was just like people trying to help you questions. My yeah, people just started lining up and like asking me questions because I have that clipboard on me. They thought yeah. I worked there. You are professional. So, inclu- that day. including with the clipboard, um, if you're gonna have a clipboard, you need a pen carry some pens get a fanny pack oh man a if, whistle get a whistle oh okay well that's that's not sure. a legit coach <laughs> just just like get a fake mustache mm-hmm. like just five inch seam shorts and a whistle and, and a polo and then you're good oh yeah. yeah man those are yeah those are fantastic tools mm-hmm. i think more like training tools that would be great to like keep in your tool bag especially like nowadays that i feel like are really really looked over or like your nutrition and your recovery oh yeah those those kind of go hand in hand yeah Yeah. i was going to talk about hydration because you see a lot of people using like tri-oral salts Mm -hmm. but like they're using them by itself i'm like like the salt by itself is not gonna it's not gonna gonna do anything like you have to hydrate actually like you have to drink a lot of water what do you mean what do you mean they take it by themselves like they're not they're not actually like drinking more than just the water that they put the triorals in like they would overload on like sodium and like potassium and everything like their electrolytes Mm -hmm. but they're not but like the whole reason for you to take those like for you to retain water and if you're not getting any water in oh you're not drinking any water you're not retaining anything you're just missing the whole point can i ask y'all a question that i that i felt kind of silly that i that i could i never was never i was never in a situation where i could ask somebody um so but yeah now it's just reminded me of it so i wanted to know maybe y'all know so david shelton started apparently maybe he started it i saw he was the first guy i saw doing this so that's why i say he started it but uh something about powdered gatorade is that like supposed to be a hydration thing because i see so many people getting that like gallon bucket of powdered gatorade talking about if you know you know but like that's just it's gatorade right like what's up with that well it almost accomplishes the same thing it's for rehydration that's what yeah that's what it is right i'm like what the heck what's going on with the powdered gatorade I mean, you do get some some carbs in, like especially if you for you going through a long workout, like if you're having like a squat deadlift workout or, or a long like SBD workout, and like yeah. you're in the gym for like four or five hours, and you're on, you're only drinking water, and like you're getting depleted, your glycogen is getting depleted. Like you need to replenish that a little bit. It's like I think getting some carbs in. Yeah. So Gatorade is just like liquid carbs. Uh, yeah exactly and sugars has, uh, yeah and it has some electrolytes too but mm. i guess like the main benefit would be like the, the carbs yeah but i mean you can if, get that through i mean you can get that through like food anything. like you get bananas yeah. or anything but yeah, you're banana, not getting you're not getting the fluids you're not getting the fluids like it's a lot easier to gain like a pound of fluids or like two pounds of gatorade than eating two pounds of food <laughs> yeah eating a banana you know I mean? in the middle of your workout yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. And for those who have never had a trioral, if you had it with water, it just tastes like flavorless Gatorade. I realized. Yeah, it's pretty salty though. I like to, yeah, I like to mix my trioral with like a Crystal Light packet. But anyways, I, I digress. I digress. That's that's just what I wanted to know. So I appreciate the. Uh, but yeah, the but again, like it's not about the trioral; it's about the hydration more than anything. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. hydration so is key when it comes yeah, to think- long training sessions. Yeah, Chance has like this one Fourth rule, life. like where he talks about he he says like, well, like to make sure like you're hydrated, like before before you start getting under the bar, like make sure you use the bathroom and like you piss clear for like one or two times, and, like that will yeah. tell you like you're you're fully hydrated. That's a rule of thumb. Yeah, you yeah, know, I, I, I've been eating beets. This is this is a story that obviously is not relevant necessarily, but I've been I've been eating more beets because of their. Uh, uh was it nitric uh something about nitric oxide and how beets uh 
are good for nitric oxide or something. I don't know. Uh, Derek from More Plates for More Dates talked about it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. But anyways, I've been eating more beets, and uh, beets make you pee uh, like red. <laughs> so oh, I'm like, dang, I'm like, dang, am I hydrated? Because I'm like, what's wrong with my pee? He can't, he can't tell. <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm like, red. dang, I can't. It's not, I can't it's not tell. clear. It's not yellow. Yeah. It's just red. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, also before my workouts, another tool that I've been um, that I've been keeping with me. Like I've been taking, I've been taking it every day, even on non-training days, just with less uh, mm-hmm. stim. But so I don't take a pre-workout. I take a, a supplement, uh, citrulline malate and a green tea extract before my workouts. So like I'll take about uh, thirty-seven to four thousand milligrams of citrulline malate and about like quarter teaspoon of green tea extract. The citrulline malate again is like uh, apparently it. it it encourages the nitric oxide receptors, which helps with like pump and um, blood flow, and it just makes me feel. Is that for? Hold on, is that, is that for inside the gym or outside the gym? That pump. The. Oh, wow. oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Pump. I like that yeah, one. Yeah. I'm, but I'm straight though. Yeah, as really long as Josh likes it, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, like Josh just likes it. That's, that's all that matters. He but, set yeah, you up so, for that one. So yeah, that that the the green tea extract obviously stimulant helps me uh, get it helps with energy, but also just the citrulline malate. It could be a placebo effect. I don't know, but uh, for some reason, stacking those two has made me feel like really really good for the for the gym because I don't want to take like a pre workout because you know. I don't know what's going to be in it, and I don't, I don't have to take a pre workout every single day because on the days that I don't train, I just don't take the the green tea extract, and I just take the uh, the citrulline malate, um, and yeah, also creatine. I mean, that's just something everybody should be taking. Like literally, every single person should be taking creatine. There's no reason if you're an athlete to not take creatine unless your doctor tells you not to. So, so what do you think of since you're since you're talking about pre workout? What do you think of lifters who? Who would rely on on pre workout? Um, like who would someone who would get like f- four hours sleep? Yeah. Who overuse? Like, hey, oh my god, I'm dude! Good. Don't even like, get me good. started. I can, I can oh, take pre There's a there's a quote I saw that I really really liked. It was from, um, no, not Stan Efferding. Well, maybe it was Stan Efferding, but uh, I'm, if I'm misremembering the person, I'm sure somebody will remember. But Stan Efferding said that if you're waking up at five a.m. to do cardio after only like four or five hours of sleep. You're stepping over pennies. You're stepping over hundred dollar bills to pick up pennies. It's like, yeah. if if people are prioritizing their training as opposed to sleep, and people are like stim stim junkies, and they're just like they need the pre workout to get through their lifts because they're just so exhausted, and like the days they don't have it, you know, they just are not performing well. Like my opinion on that is that you're shooting yourself in the foot because if you can only perform through external stimulus then as soon as you don't have it you're gonna crash and there's probably more serious uh issues but the fact that you need those external stimulus probably related to your recovery so yeah you're probably doing more harm than good yeah like you're running your car as it's overheating and you're just like pouring water on the engine as you're going so like sleep and recover sleep you you get more work done in your sleep than you do in the gym in terms of like muscle growth and recovery and everything. Yeah, so like, you really do. Yeah, it's true. That makes me so mad, dude. Like, when I see Whoa. people training at like two in the morning, I'm just like, I hope you're getting enough sleep. I really do, because like, I just want I want people to get better, <laughs> and like, I just yeah. don't want them to just sacrifice the sleep that they need and the rest because they think that somehow it makes them weak. Like seeing people be like, Oh, like waking up at three in the morning, I'm grinding. It's like, nah, dog, like you're, oh, yeah. you're stupid. Dog. You're grinding. Yeah. Especially like if you're trying to get stronger in power thing, you're not grinding. You're just like shooting no. yourself in the foot. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't, it's okay to not, it's okay to not be tired. Like people think that for some reason people equate being tired or like waking up early to like success just because like all of these like bullshit Instagram uh, social influencers are talking about like, Oh, I went through my twenties only getting two hours of sleep. Well, they're not. What they're not telling you is they're probably having some sort of like, you know, external <laughs> assistance. Whether if if it's training, maybe it could be PEDs, or if like if it's business, it could be you know angel investors, whatever the case is. But like, I just I just don't like 
when I see people like sacrifice their performance by losing sleep. So I'm, I'm sorry, no, you kind of sleep is no sleep uh, is an important tool to use in your tool yeah. bag. Yeah, because they're like, yeah, oh, this, this guy on Instagram did it, dude. He's like, he's got like 40 inch biceps. Like, well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't know what he actually biceps. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're they're both the same. Like whenever you talk about like hydration and people kind of relying on like electrolytes without the water, and like people relying on pre workout without the sleep, it's like well, <laughs> like like focus on like the big rocks. Like don't yeah. like, don't worry yeah. about your trial. Don't worry about your pre workout. Like try yeah. to get your sleep. Try to get your like food and water in protein. And, like, yeah. Those, like, yeah, like those those will give you way more bang for your buck then way more bang yeah yeah you you would be surprised that like if you could just get a little bit more sleep and like have more of a balanced nutrition Mm -hmm. like how much that benefits training more than like pre-workout yeah manage your stress manage your sleep manage your diet oh my god you'll be a oh the the gains you will make oh my god you'll oh yeah so we kind of went on a little tangent there. I got a little got a little triggered talking about people yeah. who miss sleep. <laughs> no, it's okay. Because oh, I also I had, was... one, I had one good one. Then like and like once we went on this tangent, like I forgot what it was. Yeah, <laughs> got to trigger your memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nah, well, and I know Josh. You kind of mentioned cues in the beginning. There's not many cues that I use in terms of like um, all around. You know, I don't want to get into like a whole cue discussion because that's like a whole other video. But like, yeah, yeah. In terms of like my tool belt, my toolbox, excuse me. In terms of what I try to keep, and that have general um, application across any lift I'm doing, is I try to I try to neutralize my spine. So I, I'm I'm very mindful yeah. of. I was gonna the say load. like just just general tools like you yeah. know like make sure you set up the same way. Make sure you walk out the same way. Make sure yeah. you brace the same way. Like exactly. try to keep things consistent. Don't don't change things for the sake of changing things. I try to I try to just keep and and this is like, again this is a tool that I keep in my toolbox in terms of like my spine and in terms of just overall uh, cueing. I try to keep myself stacked, keep my joints stacked, no matter what lift I'm doing, whether it's like a main lift or an accessory lift. If it's overhead press, thinking about keeping my elbows under the bar. If it's push-ups, I'm trying to keep um, my elbows over my wrists. And if it's just me doing jump rope, I'm trying to think about making sure that my spine isn't uh, hyperextended. So making yeah. sure my, my joints are stacked, that's a, that's a tool I keep in my toolbox. Yeah, I guess you could boil that down to, you know, everything you just said, like having consistency within your training. Mm-hmm. Like, I find that the more I can keep things consistent and predictable, the better my training sessions usually go. Like if I find that like I'm rushing mm-hmm. and, you know, I'll take jumps that I'm not used to or I'll do things a little differently for the sake of saving time. Yeah. You know, thing, that's when things kind of don't feel right or you end up, you know, getting hurt or you just you just have a bad session. Yeah. What are some What are some uh, tools that you use to? And we're using the, the word the word tools uh, loosely, but uh, what are some tools that you use to keep yourself consistent? I know you mentioned your training log, but yeah. is there anything else that you that you try to employ to keep yourself consistent in the gym? Yes. So before I go and train, I kind of try to detach myself out of the mindset of whatever else I'm doing. Oh, yeah. And kind of try to get myself in the mindset of training. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, if I'm done with, like, school or work or stuff at the house, like, as I'm going to the gym or as I'm going to go train, yeah. I kind of shift that focus. Like, okay, I'm not going to do all that anymore. Like, mm-hmm. this has to, I have to put you my attention. Door. Yeah. Like, once you walk in, like, you just, like, everything else is like outside like you don't really think yeah. about it anymore yeah. it's like I remember yeah actually I've, I've i've had that before like where like i remember like one day i had like one of like my heaviest deadlifts of like of my block and mm-hmm. like on the same day i got a ticket no i was like man like like this day is like it's done like i'm yeah I feel, like i feel so like i feel so bad like i have to spend all this money i have to pay this ticket 
I'm like, okay, yeah, my workout isn't going to go well. But like, I just like, as I, as I walk in the gym, like, it's like, I just kind of forget like about everything else. And like my session went actually pretty well. Like, and like I hit up, like I hit a deadlift PR, everything went well. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So mindset could be a tool then. Yeah, I'm here, mindset kind of, focus. Kind of what both of you were saying is just like, you have to get into a certain headspace where everything else doesn't matter. And for however many hours you're training, that's the only thing that you're focusing on. Cause like, yeah, I think it's just intention. Like once, once you're intention. training, just, there you go. Yeah. Like focus, like focus your intention on your, on your training. Like there's no yeah. need to worry about everything else outside. It's like, this time is for training. Just like finish your training. And like, once you leave, you can worry about everything else. Like, yeah, fo- yeah like you don't have to multitask, like as you're training and like do your work and do everything else. Just finish your training and just like, you'll, you'll feel way more productive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cause like I have one more actually. Well, actually, after I know you did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know you did. Well, like I was gonna say, like on top of that too, like I feel like that tool is important too because like sometimes you know you you'll go to the gym with like your friends and whatnot, right? But if you're really focused, like sometimes you might come off as like rude. You don't want to like talk to people, so it's like no, it's just sometimes you really have to focus. Like you'll ha- like Anas said, you'll have those sessions. Or oh, like man. your attention, like it needs your full attention and you can't have people like coming up to you, talking to you, like bothering, asking you for things. And it's like, you know, it's not like a tool that you're always going to need, but, mm-hmm. you know, it is something to keep in your tool bag for those times. Yeah, right. I think especially. I'm sorry, no, stop. Especially, I want to wrap up what I want to wrap up what Josh yeah. said real quick before you oh, get yeah, to yours, because yeah. I like that. I like oh, the I was, point. Oh, yeah, yeah I was going to keep going. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, especially like on like times like where you're getting close to a meet or especially like on meet day, like that's when you have to be like hyper focused on like just mm-hmm. your, just your lifts. And like whenever you're like two weeks out, one week out, like you probably don't want to be like spending like an hour talking to people and like just like, cause like your training will suffer. Oh yeah. But yeah that's, 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 that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, and, and intent, like I said, um, like to anybody out there who is like i want to go to the gym but if i go to the gym because i suffered from this too where i was like man i want to go to the gym but i know if i go to the gym i'm gonna have to talk to everybody and like i want to talk to everybody it's hard to like stay focused um like sometimes you just gotta you gotta manage your relationships and you just gotta be real we're honest with people and tell them like yo like i really just need to like focus train yeah Sometimes you got to be an asshole, and it's okay yeah, to be an asshole. Come sometimes. off as rude, yeah, and it's like, okay. Like it's it's exactly. fine. Yeah, yeah I think so a good way to, to if, if I mean if you can communicate that, like I think if you have, I mean everyone uses headphones. Like whenever you see someone with their headphones on and like they're kind of uh, like they're blasting their music and like if <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of like a sign for like hey I'm gonna leave me alone. I'm here, I'm here to train, just like kind of leave me alone but but you're not you're not really being rude and you're just like you know i mean like you're not kind of you're not kind of talking to you and like you can hear them and you're ignoring them they're just like you just have your headphones in and like you're like you're not you're not you can't hear anything outside and you just yeah, focus on your training that didn't always work at metro for some reason i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes cool. you know metro just you yeah you just don't have any any training focus okay yeah i think one tool also um like that i used to use i mean i still use is kind of visualize my my training like uh, ahead of time like yeah. so whenever i'm headed to the gym or like maybe like the day before or like even sometimes like a week or even now like i kind of visualize my my whole block i'm like okay on this day i'm gonna hit this at this and like kind of plan out like how this workout is gonna is gonna go and like how this whole block is gonna go actually sometimes that's a yeah that's mm-hmm. a really good tool <laughs> to use visualization to like understand like where you are with your training mm-hmm. that's a, i just want to point a... out how like none of us said you need an spd belt none of us said you need like a wrist wraps like i just want mm-hmm. i just want to point that out to, pe- to people because like I know our audience base is generally people who already know this and we're kind of pe- preaching to the choir, but just in the off chance that there's somebody out there who doesn't know that you don't need name brand equipment 
to be a successful powerlifter. Like we talked about nutrition, sleep, and um, managing stress as being the main contributing factors to strength building. So like, do that. Do that first. What we're talking about now is the, are the necessities, like what we need in order to perform or things that we feel provide a positive you know, output. So, you know, none of us said anything that was name yeah. brand. Go to the gym yeah. looking like a hobo. Like, Honestly, dude, that. that's the I best I do that way. all the time. Like, <laughs> I feel bad for whoever sees me, like, in the gym. Just look I'd be deep. going to the gym looking like a seventh grader in PE, you know, with, like, <laughs> with a baggy white shirt and some blue shorts. Like, it's not looking good. But I'm there to train. I'm not there to... <laughs> I'm not there to pick up mamacitas. No, I'm just there to lift the bar. <laughs> But do you, okay, so do you guys, um, like, let's say, like, if you're meat prepping, like, do you kind of visualize your, your training ahead of time? Like, and what kind of, what oh, steps man. and how yes. far, like, how far do you go? Because, like, for me, like, sometimes I go, like, as far as, like, okay, I'm going to walk into the gym, like, here. I'm yeah. going to go to this rack. <laughs> I'm going to warm up this, like this, put my knee sleeve on, like, this oh, time. No, dude, same. This, this warm up is going to move like this. I'll be like, uh, if it's something that, even if it's not tr- like conducive to meat day, even if it's just a really, you know, mentally taxing training day for whatever reason, like whether it be a PR or just it's just one of those days, it's something that I'm thinking about throughout my day, like periodically, just consistently trying to visualize. Okay, so this is how this, and then like I'll even like imagine the bar is on me. Usually it's with squat, mm-hmm. to be honest, but like if I'm benching or anything, like. I just imagine where the bar is going to be. Okay, this is how I'm going to have... This is my shoes that I'm going to wear. Um, I'm going to get there around this time. I probably shouldn't eat a few hours before because I don't want to be too full. Uh, you know, oh, I should probably start drinking more water now. Oh, I should probably start doing this and that. Like, trying to maximize whatever I can do in the hours leading up to that is precisely why, like, I'm visualizing it. And I'm running through scenarios in my head like, okay, what what have I done in the past that's failed? What do I need to do now? And then it's oh, really? like when you when you get in there, yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, man, like I need to remember. I to usually stack. don't go through scenarios. I usually just kind of go through like one scenario, like the the scenario that will get me to my to, to my destination. Like if I'm trying to hit like 500 for a single, mm-hmm. like I don't think about different scenarios. I think about okay, if I if I if I want to hit this, like I'm gonna like the one play is gonna move like this, like two plays gonna move like this. Yeah. Um, and like once, like it's funny because like once you go through the first steps. And like those went through as planned, then yeah. you go through like the third step, fourth step, and like they're all going, th- uh, going as planned. Then once you get to those like later steps, which are like the most difficult, like the most difficult step is like the last one, right? Or at yeah. least the last two. It's like as you kind of succeed from like step one to step eight, like you're kind of setting yourself, you're setting setting yourself up for success at that point. Like you're like everything went well to this point. Like why would it go? go bad you know like you can't expect yeah like you seems like most of your tools are mental this is yeah this is a big mental yeah that's a tool yeah yeah Yeah. that and like the physical stuff like we talked about is like are like the main stuff like sleep hydration um like food but yeah i mean it's most of most of it is pretty simple actually like none of those tools are like groundbreaking but most people actually these like, are these are very overlooked though. Like I feel, uh-huh. like, yeah, yeah. There's like, a, there's that meme. Common there's, sense. Like they should be common sense, but people like people kind of forget about them. Like like they're so like they should be, um, like yeah, like you should do these like without even thinking. But people kind of like overlook overlook these um like the biggest factors like that contribute to your strength, and like you will focus on like those. Look like those little small rocks, like pre workout, tri and all that stuff. Like that yeah. stuff that doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah. There's some TikToks that they, that they post where it's like, um, "Oh, you want to be a you want to be a bodybuilder? Oh, you want to be a powerlifter? I like I'll do any." The person's POV is like, "Oh yeah, I'll do anything to be like a powerlifter, bodybuilder, like crossfitter." And then it's like the other person, "Oh, so you'll you'll get enough sleep." And it goes back to the other person, like, nah, f all that, like, <laughs> like just the, just the simple stuff, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'll do anything, I'll do anything it takes. Like, oh, okay, yeah. will you? Like, will you really maximize your recovery? No, 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 I don't want to do that. Okay, well then, you you don't really care. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's not that hard to get strong. It's just kind of like you know, like 
you know like, like, what kind guy. of work you need to do. Like you, Josh, you, you, you know what? Guy? It's not hard to get strong. Wow. Okay. It's not. Yeah. It's not if you follow like if you can dedicate like the time and work to it because like you know you need like X amount of hours sleep a day. Yeah. And like some people would be like, oh well, I'm gonna watch this movie or I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, like or yeah. uh, like they would kind of like not manage their time like uh, effectively like that will kind of lead them to getting less hours sleep mm-hmm. which is like i mean like if you want to get better and stronger like you have to be disciplined enough to follow these steps like it's more it's more about being disciplined than like finding a secret formula to how to get strong yeah oh, exactly. i agree with that yeah having having those key principles in line will do so much more for your training than focusing on like little things mm-hmm. like if you can have consistency across the board with a lot of those key concepts that we were talking about you'll you'll make leaps and bounds whether or not like you actually try to train hard or not because your body will be so prepared and um to go back to like the visualization thing so i don't i don't visualize as far as anas does but i kind of start my visualization like as i come to the gym like as I'm driving to the gym, because like I don't I don't really have the headspace to think that far out because I have like school and all this to mm-hmm. to focus on. So my visualization kind of starts like when I can like leave that when I can compartmentalize what I did for school and start mm-hmm. to transition to like training. Yeah. So that's when I'll run through. I won't run through scenarios like Abel do, but I'll kind of. Like, okay, I'm going to warm up this way. I'm going to do these exercises to kind of work on this problem to help me feel better. And then I'll I'll do this with my training to help me get to this set or whatever. Yeah, 100%. I think, like, the best time to do it is, like, on your way to the gym. Like, in that, like, 10, 20 minutes. Um, like, that's that's when, I, that's when I usually kind of visualize my my training like i don't i don't I try not to spend too much time like whenever i'm at school or like like i'm at work or something like to think about training like i, I kind of have like a rough plan like okay i know like i have this number planned or whatever but i don't really go through like everything but, like on the way to the gym whenever i get closer to it i think like that that's when that's when i start visualizing more and like that's when i find like more effective because you're getting closer like to when you can execute like kind of thinking about like your steps like two days out like you'll probably forget but if you're kind of super close to to training like that probably be like a, a good time yeah of course yeah that's a that's a good good time definitely to try to you know get yourself into the mindset of training during that drive to the gym i agree with that do you, have, do you have any more? I have one more. Do you guys have any more? Yeah, oh. I had another one. So kind of going off of like all these things that we've been talking about are to prepare kind of, I guess, to, uh, you know, put a title on it. But I guess when you also like over prepare and you over train, I think like with that, if you are doing that, a good tool to have would be um taking a step back i guess from like training like when you overanalyze and when you over prepare like to the point of where like you can't execute i think a good tool to use there is like just to be able to take a step back from lifting and really understand like where you're trying to go mm-hmm. i get that yeah. a lot with like my lifters like people like i would have a lifter and he's like hey i don't feel this right here i don't feel that <laughs> I'm, I'm like hey man just like focus on just hey, keeping just, balance just just yeah. stay balanced on those squats and just like just brace like, you don't need to overanalyze yeah. it just do <laughs> yeah. the lift yeah yeah like, do, hey do, do you know johan yeah the johan oh here yeah, we yeah. go the johan yeah it's like the like it's funny because like every time i talk to him he's like hey i don't feel pressure in my in my left oblique i don't feel pressure in my <laughs> in my left big toe i'm like hey man like <laughs> hey it's not that serious hey, dog you squat like no did I'm you like, die? yeah like i'm yeah <laughs> and like he would kind of like he would sometimes like he would kind of 
like ignore or not ignore kind of forget about like the like the main cues i would give them i'm like the main cues i'm like hey just yeah. try to keep your balance like don't don't fall on your heels yeah. don't fall on your toes if you keep your balance like you're you'll feel pressure where where pressure should go yeah. uh, <laughs> no, don't overanalyze <laughs> and just remember what you are doing and you'll be okay yeah. your yeah. body generally will like <laughs> it has certain automated functions that you don't have to just like naturally think yeah. about like oh like my left oblique wasn't firing ah, yeah was it it's, i don't know it's i think it's more positional than anything like if you position yourself correctly like your muscles are going to do their job but if you kind of position your knee like behind you like behind your hips like okay like your quads are probably not going to work because the quads are not positioned like in the right yeah yeah to to produce any force but if you kind of like you can't uh like yeah, if your knees are forward, your quads are gonna work. If you're like if your butt is all the way behind you, like oh yeah, like you're gonna feel your back a little bit more. Like you're mm-hmm. probably gonna use a different set, of, different group of muscles. But it's like I think it's more yeah. Like people <laughs> think about think about muscles a lot, where like they should be thinking about Position. positions. That's like, funny. Main, just like, yeah, <laughs> my left oblique. I never heard that before. I never. Well, I, never I don't think he said he he didn't say that like <laughs> specifically, but he would say things like, "Hey, like something like I don't that. feel like my, my left hamstring or this or that." I'm yeah. like, "Yeah, like I think you're focusing on the wrong thing. Yeah, like, where you should kind of switch your focus to like those like those other things." I just can't believe Anas didn't say Advil or Tylenol yet. Um, actually, oh yeah, that that one. No, <laughs> oh, no, that, that one's kind of. I mean, some, yeah. some. I mean, I I use it sometimes as a tool, uh, but I don't I don't know if it's like. I, I, I don't want to like advocate like use like ibuprofen and yeah. Advil. Kidney failure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it can be a tool. Like, it's a it short term tool. It's, yeah, it is definitely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I I use it because like my I use it sometimes. Like, I would use it like, once or twice a week. Um, like, especially especially since my training is super high stress. Like, I'm benching five times a week, squatting three, <laughs> deadlifting. I'm like. Sometimes like I would come in the gym. It's not about like, um, like like executing or like no, it's not about strength. It's about like so much like how much inflammation, like I, I go in. Yeah, like for like I like yeah after like at the end of the week, like after squatting and deadlifting twice and like doing like heavy bench like four like four days in a row, like I come into my Friday session. I'm like, well, okay, like, I have to squat heavy again. And like it's not about like not being feeling strong or anything, but it's like it's so much inflammation that. I'm like, okay, well, if I take like an ibuprofen, like that will kind of help me like move a little bit better and like I can get the work done. And, but yeah, I mean, if I, if I can avoid it, like I'll definitely avoid it. Yeah, yeah I got you. I got you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I have, I have one, I have one more. Go ahead. Yeah. I think the last, last one, yeah, last one I think is um, like adjusting expectations or having the right expectations from your, uh, from your training. Mm-hmm. Like depending on like external factors, like you have to be able to adjust and kind of like figure out like, okay, well, you know, like if you're working overtime, you're only sleeping like four hours a night average, like your expectations have to shift from, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to make like a, I'm going to get like a 20 kilo PR on my squat <laughs> to I'm like, Hey, hopefully I can maintain yeah or you just know, operate at or baseline or, or I don't, I don't get hurt. Like it's yeah. just like you have to kind of adjust. Yeah. I think especially too, when it comes to like the longer you've been in it, like sometimes just maintaining takes a lot of work. So like you have to, you kind of have to, uh, what is it? Like figure out where you want to improve within your training to make those PRs and just understand that sometimes like training will be demanding and that in a perfect world all three will go up mm-hmm. but you know just sometimes things won't go right and you might mm-hmm. just maintain something and that's also a good thing yeah mm-hmm. also progress isn't always um linear progress no. can sometimes be more of a trend that is the result of weeks where you have good training days and weeks where you have bad training days i think that what we talk about what what we what we have been talking about kind of on the latter end of this podcast in regards to the the more intangible tools being mentality and all of the different kind of key points of our of our mentality that we try to manage when it comes to expectations 
regardless of your training age, unless you're just like a brand new newbie for your first few weeks of training and everything is going up, like you have to understand that because human beings aren't perfect. Your training isn't always going to be perfect. So you have to, you have to, that's the biggest expectation you you have is that you're going to feel bad a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. Especially as you progress within the sport, right? Because if you want to make progress, you either have to get smarter with your training, you have to get better at what we were talking about, right? Like your nutrition, your recovery, all that. Recovery, yeah. Or you just, you, you just have to work harder, which entails being in the gym more. So mm. whether you want to put time and effort into those things will kind of dictate if you can make progress long term, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Not to say that training has to be hard all the time no, and that yeah. you have to be like your your training has to be super taxing all the time for you to make progress. Like sometimes like I have like, I mean, I have a lot of lifters who need like one squat, like one heavy-ish squat day and like the second day is like it's pretty easy. Like they're not doing, they don't need to do a lot of work to make progress. Um, it's just like about. Yeah, like you don't have to like if you're not making progress, like don't think oh well I'm stalling. I have to do I gotta a lot change more. everything. I have to work. I have to work harder. Like maybe yeah. you just need to recover better, or maybe you just need to change a lot of like look at the external factors we talked about. Like those before looking at your training, I think the like the first place you should look at is like how is everything outside of training. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, that's a that's a huge that's, that's huge, a huge huge point. tool. Yeah, that's a I good tool. Right I, hope there. I hope they're writing this stuff down, Doug. Is this so much tools? This is so. F- this is so good. Dog. Do you guys want to recap? Like, do you guys want to recap? Like, the, the tools we went over. Just I don't real know quick? if we can. Yeah, we can. We can talk. Yeah. We can talk on some of them that we remembered. I know that right. in the beginning Trial, I said like ibuprofen, SPD belt, IPF lifetime membership, a bar. Yeah, you need that membership jackets. What's up with people talking about like, oh, I can't, I can't lift with these without kilo plates. What are these American pound plates? What am I? What am I poor? No one says that. No one says that. I'm just saying. But yeah, so music is what we said. Different music for different training. We talked about well, I talked about baby powder for meats, keeping it like a a real thin resistant band. Um, cause I can get people through most of their warmups talked shelf about, liner. yeah, shelf liner, a screwdriver oh. talked about clipboard. water with clipboard <laughs> pens for meats, man, um, all these tools, man, like all for man, free, not yeah. just try orals and Gatorade and whatever else you're getting from your target hull, but also like the fluid, sure you have fluids to, to retain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the mentality was the biggest point that we talked about. We talked about. When it comes to mentality, we talked about um, visualizing. We talked about, uh, obviously, managing expectations. We talked about... Some uh, sort of way to keep tabs on your training and yeah, how to quantify like, like your training. Yeah, Whether you want to use RPE or percentage or whatever else you want to use to quantify how you're mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. Like having that is a, a good tool to use. Yeah. Yeah, that those are those are some of the main tools that we that we touched on, and that's what works for us. It's it's you know I think what we talked about honestly are general enough to work for a a, a broad audience of people, um, and there may be things that some people, depending on how they train, they may have things that are a little bit different than ours. You know, we'd like to know what are some tools that you guys keep in your toolbox. Let us know at Chalk My Back. Follow us on Instagram if you're not already following us. Listen to us every Tuesday. Wherever you listen to podcasts, thank you so much for letting us in your ears for another week. See you next week. Boom! That seemed too fast of an outro. Was that? Was that did I miss anything? Nah, dude, we're so pro. That's crazy. Man, crazy, bro. We're so, we're so <laughs> oh, good. Oh shit! What was that? I don't like. When are we going out, eh? <laughs>